Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Opponents Exercise Podcast. Uh, it's the Bear Podcast, and we're here to wrap up the exciting 2023-2024 season with our regular cast of characters, actor comedian Mike Pusateri and Mike Prasnowski. Guys, how are you? Doing well, Andy. Doing good. Hopefully this podcast will be more exciting than the Bears game, last game. <laughs> oh, that was exciting. They were up three mm. nothing. Mm. Took a picture. I took a picture of the scoreboard and went to bed. I'm shocked <laughs> that they lost. Yeah. Do you know there were oh, the 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 Bears only had the ball six times and the Packers only had seven. Wow, hmm. some long possessions. And only there were only two punts. They were both uh, the Bears punted twice. The Packers never had a punt. A lot of yeah. A lot well, of long, Bears a lot of long drives. A lot of long running drives. I mean, Fields well, didn't even attempt to pass in the third quarter, right? A lot of keeping it on the ground. Oh, God. Well, he dropped back a few times, but he didn't, attempt, he didn't actually pass. He ended up running or getting sacked again. Right. Uh, so as as usual after a Bears-Packer game, Bears fans were ready for their pound of flesh. And this was more exciting than normal because yesterday is Black Monday. Right. So bring them out. We're going to publicly – I want you to fire them in front of Hal Saul, right where Hub took his – header stand on the hub spot and we're gonna we're firing everybody and they haven't been fired anybody yet. <laughs> haven't done anything not even no. luke getsy who was like the easiest of all sacrificial lambs i mean it's like how hard is that one to execute so it has to make you wonder it could be two things they're the bears they just haven't got around to it yet yeah or it could be they're waiting to they're there's a reason that they haven't made any announcements and in typical bear fashion, I believe the reason is there's somebody they might be interested in. If they can't get them, they're just going to keep loose. And if they can, they're going to make them up. That someone is Jim Harbaugh? Someone who uh, might have been occupied last night? Yeah. I hope not so much. I just. <laughs> well, do you have someone in mind specifically if it's not Harbaugh? Um, no. Okay. Uh, could be Ben Johnson from the Lions. And, you know, they're still alive in the playoffs. So. I mean, everyone's still alive in the playoffs, but right. you know, yeah, they but haven't the, been eliminated yet. If it's a current, if it's somebody who's not going to get fired, or like, and they're not waiting around for Mike Vrabel, but Mike Vrabel now, you can just go, you can interview tomorrow. If it's a right. current assistant, you have to wait till the 22nd of January. So you got to, you got to fire your coach then. You can't yeah. like, you know, have the, <laughs> have the flus hanging around for two weeks. <laughs> and they go, oh, by the way, Matt, you're fired. What? Yeah. Throwing them new logos for the hits philosophy. <laughs> that was one thing. If I don't, I don't think it's likely. But say he's getting fired. What the, till the lasting legacy for the Flus is actually pretty productive. He did more than most coaches. He fixed the turf at Soldier Field. That's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. The Bermuda grass was his idea, and gone with it. How about that shitty turf in Green Bay on? The most overrated bullshit ever is there. Oh, we have this hybrid grass. <clears throat> so I had to go to a, um, I got, I had to go to a conference in Green Bay, and the the opening night thing was at Lambeau, and they took uh -huh. you on the fucking tour. And you had to tour Lambeau Field, <laughs> and you get down, and it was, um, it was mid, it was, uh, it was November, I think. Okay. And so they had like the, you go out, you can't go on, you can't, oh God, you can't step on the grass, but you can look at the grass. You can get close, but don't step on it. Oh, you know, 
yeah. and they got the grow lights out. And they're going on about how well, the field is actually like 50% synthetic and 50% grass. And it's this proprietary thing that we have that only Ian Happ can stick in his helmet. And it's oh. it's very exciting. And growing, it, it probably, it's probably what he's also trying to grow on top of his head. Um, right. And we're looking, at the, we're looking at the field. And my one friend is a Steeler fan. I'm a Bear fan. We're looking at it. And both of us said to the tour guide, like, the field looks like shit. And he got all offended that we, I probably had our language, and that we dare besmirch the field. But we're like, I mean, there's there's a big brown stripe right up the middle of it. I mean, it looked like Abe Gibran's underwear, and it was. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys are so, you know, it's, you brag about this all you want, but it doesn't look great. I mean, it's, I know it's to impossible it. to grow grass at the Arctic Circle, and you know. Stop bragging about it. And then last night, Khalil Herbert, anytime he tried to step in either direction, he fell down. Right. Well, you guys saw the Vince Lombardi documentary, right? That goes back to, to Vince with that field. Bragging about the field? Bragging about the field, and yeah. the field is frozen over, and it doesn't work, and there's ice, and it's just a huge problem. <laughs> oh, they'll tell you. Oh, it's genes. They, other teams come up and look at the look at their their blend. Got to, you know. Their blend. Like, yeah, whatever. Blend. It's shit. Blend for cheddar cheese curds, maybe. <laughs> Soldier Field, it's immaculate now. Yeah, it's good for the last. They just got yeah. really good at painting the dirt green. <laughs> right as the Bears have one foot out the door. Yeah, right. Oh, it's it's the Bears. They're gonna be they're gonna be in Soldier Field for a decade. <laughs> I mean, there'll be one union dispute after another when they finally pick a site. It's it'll be it's it's going to be really something. But yeah, you know, think Kevin Warren's going to cut through all that? I don't know that it's. Can you cut through it in the state of Illinois? Can anybody do that? No. Well, I guess if he greased enough, he's going to have to get the. He's just going to have to convince the McCaskies that you got to grease a lot of palms. Mm-hmm. You want this done? You want this done in a relatively short amount of time? I'm going to need a trunk full of cash, and I can get it for you. That would work. Um. But yeah, so the Bears, uh, they went up and uh, Jordan Love shoved it right up their ass for three hours. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Romo, so weird. Oh, God. Just the weirdest. It was weird. A lot of, I mean, at least thank God, there, he, you know, we found out two years ago, right, that, you know, he, he played at Eastern with Ryan Pace. And so he was on this three hour, it was that Ravens game where they lost to, um, Todd Hundley and, um, Todd. Todd, sorry, Todd Hundley's son. <laughs> um, and he went on and on about what an incredible job Brian Pace was doing with the roster and how, oh, next year it's going to be great. Well, next year was, uh, Brian was assistant GM with the Falcons. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's gushing about, uh, love and but then he feels compelled then to like, say nice things about the bears <laughs> like he's just gotta but you know yeah. the bears oh they're doing a great job too and it's like just you know here's my biggest problem with him it's like just shut up once in a while right yeah. you have to fill yeah. every silence with babbling that's the biggest right. problem he just talks and talks and talks and he's got the chip carry thing where he starts to talk he doesn't know where he's going he's just mm-hmm. he'll just talk till he figures it out and it's exhausting you're just like whoa yeah let yeah. the game breathe at least he's got I the did. Super Bowl this year. So we got that going for us. Which is nice. Yeah, I didn't need him hyping Ibra Flues and Getsy and, you know, all this stuff for three hours. 
Um, so there are we're we're recording this now Tuesday six fifteen. Bears have done nothing. It's been over forty eight hours now. Right. Well, there's they, no. They, I mean, this is if Jed Hoyer has taught us nothing. <laughs> it's you don't. What's the hurry? Yeah. Well, who are you going to lose if you don't if you don't make a decision? Yeah. Well, to tie it back to that, have we heard George come out with a vote of confidence for Eberflus though yet? Yeah, the kiss of with death. The same way Ricketts did. <laughs> kiss yeah. of death when George. Well, um, let's see. Polls did. Kevin Warren just kind of <clears throat> he t- he from the Tony Romo school. He said a lot of stuff and didn't say anything. It's, it's, yeah, that's, that's a rare. It's a skill thing. Yeah. Did either of you read the? ChicagoBears.com did the day in the life of Kevin Warren. Did you read? I heard. Yes. (laughs) I didn't read it, but I I heard a lot about it. They build it as 18 hours. Him working an 18 hour day. He didn't work 10 minutes in that day. Yeah. Most of it was just personal stuff. Yes. He went, yeah, showered, worked out, went out to dinner. Yeah. He he stares at the wall (laughs) for a half hour. Yeah. Been doing that for years. (laughs) Yeah. It's called epilepsy. Yeah. Um, it, that was I was I, actually I found it comforting. But good, we don't need you meddling in anything. Just you know, go over there, you kiss the kiss the sponsors' asses. Just do that. But it was it it, it, it the only that cracked me up was they talked about how hard he was working, and then everything was like him working out, or him yeah. picking spending an hour picking out which orange tie he's gonna wear, and uh, his driver driving him places like three blocks. To go work out, he's like, "How about this? Why don't you start the workout twenty minutes early? Walk to the fucking gym." You know? Yeah, how about that? It's like when you, it's like when you go to work out at a health club and there's people circling the driveway trying to park as close as possible to the front door. It's like you're, you're right. going in there to work out, just park right. somewhere. Just, that shouldn't be determining, you know. How about work out at the NFL facility where you work? Don't they, don't they have uh, you know things to work out? You can work out with there. Actually, I don't mind. They don't do that. I always think that's like. If I'm a player, the last thing I want is the president in my in my weight room. We don't have to go at the same time. It's like, you know but... what, buddy? Get out. Get in there, get in there early. You, wanna, you don't want Kevin Warren hanging out naked in your locker room? <laughs> Sitting there with not or not, but... Hey, <laughs> come here. I want to talk to you. Uh, um, no. Hey, Cairo, come here. Sit on my lap. I got to tell you a story. <laughs> you guys try the sausage in the buffet? <laughs> <laughs> But they got that. They got that all. Everything's taken care of. It'll be fine. Well, they're clearly still evaluating. Someone is. That's another part of the problem. Who who's in charge? Who's who's evaluating who? Well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of talk. Ryan Poles doesn't get fired, so it's it's Poles evaluating mm-hmm. Eberflus. I mean, I yeah, it's, does, does Poles have to convince uh, Kevin Warren? of his decision, whatever it is. That's the problem with not having a president of football operations, having a GM. You've got the exact same, you've got the crane. It's like if Jed was reporting to Crane County. You know, that's one thing the Ricketts did right was separate those two. Yeah, but I don't think they're that separate anymore. Jed talks about know. Crane way too much about... No, oh, I, I, well, oh, you mean the Tom and Crane and I, and I talked, but why are you talking to Crane? Yeah, um, but that could just cause, that. Cause mm-hmm. could be like maintaining, you know good relations or whatever. Clear, clearly Jed, I mean, Jed proved that he certainly, if he could fire David Ross, 
you know, the Ricketts' son, he can do whatever the hell he wants in baseball operations, with, as long as he stays within whatever budget they give him. Yeah. Well, and I think Crane, a little of the luster is rubbed off of Crane when his, his, I would hope his so. failing sure. TV network. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said people were going to watch it. Oh, I didn't say that. I just said we were going to we were going to put stuff on TV. I didn't say anybody was going to watch it, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Have some prevagen. Take two, take two of these <laughs> and call me in 20 minutes. All right. If you start to taste metal, call 911 first, then call me and we'll talk about it. Um, well, if you're not fire, if he's not firing the flu, there's, there's no announcement, right? No, they'll just be wait till their end of the season press conference. They'll just talk. You'd make an announcement right. that you're not doing it. <laughs> We're not yeah, firing. No, I, yeah. I think everybody's waiting for a vote of confidence. Sure. Absolutely. I think the entire city's waiting to know what the hell's getting at, what's well, going on. I would be tell the entire city to fuck off. I'm, I don't <laughs> need to tell you that I'm not doing something. Uh, you kind of do. In this case, you kind of do. I, I guess to me, like, they just had exit interviews with all the players over the last two days. Would you really go through that process with Flu still here if you weren't playing on him being the coach next year? Well, that gets back to Ross. They, they did. Ross yeah, did them all. Ross did his end of the season press conference. He talked about they all they talked about how excited they were to have him back next year. And then a week later, they were like, "Oh, by the way, you're, sorry, you're fired." Which lines up with your theory that there's somebody out there they have their eye on that maybe they want to talk to, but they can't. Yeah, right. And it could be as simple as you know, due diligence. There doesn't mean they're going to hire that person. It means they want to talk to that person. Um. I mean, I'm kind of worried, though. I mean, if here's the thing: if they wanted Jim Harbaugh, they could get him. He would. Sure. He, oh, would yeah. he would immediately push the the Bears to the top of the list. Yeah, um, I 100 percent agree. Yep. It. It's everybody wants to always. He's probably going to go to the Chargers, but the Spanos family are notoriously cheap. Mm-hmm. They've always been cheap. Now they're a little better off. They've got in the stadium they don't own. <laughs> <laughs> they actually make a little more money. They have a they have a better deal in the stadium they don't own than when they were by them that they share. Well, they don't share it. They're a tenant. Right. Um, but that's a better that's even a better deal than when they were in Jack Murphy Stadium. They were getting squat from the city of San Diego. They get um, Stan is like, you know, well, he walks by and he like he like you know crumples up a twenty and hands it to Dean Spanos and says, "Nice job." Yeah. Oh, we got twenty more dollars. Thank God. Um, I mean, I guess he could go to the Raiders, but I mean, how appealing, no, I, how appealing is that, really? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's if they called him and they made him an they made him an offer for enough cash, he'll be tucking his bare sweater into his khakis. No doubt about it. Right. And then we bring he bring the exciting Greg Roman in, who can. Uh, bring his uh, 1976 offense. And that'll be great. It'll fit right in with people in the city of Chicago. It'll, it'll look just like it always did. That'll be great. Um, is there a chance that they're thinking of Bill Belichick? I mean, they should. Even if it's short term, right? Bill comes Wait, in. He's like fix, 71 or Fixes right, your yeah. fucking way yeah, But I mean, how old was George Allen when they dumped the Gatorade on him out and, and killed him in California? Um, Marv Levy would still coach if he gave him the chance. Was he 96? Well, he, could, he, 
<laughs> All right. Well, Belichick he ain't gonna coach for twenty years. Let's put it that way with the Bears. But yeah, he, he, he clearly, clearly wants to coach. But even if even if you yeah. figure he's gonna coach there for four years, yeah, he would at least you'd have that. a real organization when he left. Bill will be seventy-two in April. Yeah, um, you're probably only getting a max of three or four years from him. Yeah, well, it's more than most Bears coaches. So yeah. that's true. Um, this is true. Yeah, I mean, he's made a point that he claims, but I, I have a feeling this is only if he stays in New England, that he doesn't need um, to be the GM anymore. That makes him more attractive to more teams who don't want to hand right. over the entire thing, right. especially if you think he's only going to be there for three or four years. Then you're, yeah. he's making long-term decisions with one foot out the door. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would hire, I would hire him in a heartbeat. Um, I mean, how, I, I have no idea if he has any, you know, what his feelings about the bears are. Right. You know, it's a similar situation than say he wants to get, he wants to pick his own quarterback. He, the commanders clearly want him and they have the second pick. So mm-hmm. he could just go there and he could play army. Although it's funny, you know, he, um, he's the one, he's the one coach who, when they, NFL does their ridiculous, you know, military dress-up for that month. Bill doesn't wear that shit. He's like, no. He goes, I don't do that. You know, it's, you know, dad, dad worked for the Naval Academy for how long? I know what that's really like. We're not, we're not playing soldier over here on the sidelines with our camo sweatshirts. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I would guess that they want to talk to Harbaugh. And then hopefully that they won't work out a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it was people like, I mean, yeah, but he's won everywhere he's gone. Yes, he has, and he's also he exhausts everyone everywhere. He coaches. Yeah, he was suspended twice in the right. same season. Well, and the deal with Michigan is still on the table for an extension with him, right? Yeah, it's uh, ten years, one hundred twenty-five million dollars. Who was it that was talking about it? Maybe it was. Um, I watched the Skycam feed again, but this for the championship they had the ESPN radio, so you got, uh, which was fine. Sean McDonough and um, uh, what's his guy? What's his name? The guy who used to play quarterback for Alabama. That's their number two guy. I can't. I can see it. Mc- I can't think of him. McCarron? Joe Namath. McElroy. Ah, uh, McElroy. Greg? Is it Greg? Is it? Yep, Greg uh, McElroy. Chuck, Chuck McElroy, the former Cub. Chuck McElroy, lefty. former Cub, yes. Is he going to be at the convention? I get, to, I get to go down and ask him. Ooh, let me get my magnifying glass. I think it was him, or maybe it was McDonough. Name. I think one of them said, uh, or maybe I'm completely wrong, and this was a halftime thing, but somebody said he's had that offer like sitting on his desk for like a month. Don't you think he just, every day when he sits at the desk, he looks over and like, oh, yeah, they want to give me $125 million. Don't you think he just signed it by now if he was going to do that? Yeah. He doesn't want it. He yes. he did exactly what he wanted to do. They, he got the ultimate yes. out last night. He was. I didn't yes. believe it, even if they lost, but they win. Oh yeah. And now he's like, oh, I came here to win the championship, and I did, and now I'm done with this. I'm out of here. Yep. Oh, he's going to the NFL. I don't think there's any question about yeah. that. And he could frankly go to whatever team he wants to go to. I don't think there's any team that wouldn't hire him if Jim was interested. Oh, I think there are. You remember, he Do thought you? he was getting the Vikings job. Two well, years I'm ago. talking about the, of the teams that are open, of the openings now. Yeah. Um. Maybe. 
I don't know. He's, I mean, we think we have a problem with him just from the outside. I guarantee you there are teams that are like, no, not, we're not, we're not dealing with that shit. Because he is, he, he, the 49ers yeah, are like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? And think about all the coaches he has problems with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's a, what's your deal? Remember that with uh, Pete Carroll? And then there was the Jim, him and Jim Schwartz almost got in a fight at the handshake. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's, he's, he's a, there's he's, guys he's, all over the league that are like, no. He's fuck a that peach. Dude. But he's going to the NFL. I think we all think that's happening. So we'll see. And then there's, you know, they've got the number one pick. They need to figure out what they want to do with that. Um, hopefully they figure that out before the draft. <laughs> right. The Bears that have passed again. Soon. Was that today? Was that today the draft? <laughs> oh, shit. Who are we going to take? You remember? Does anybody remember? I don't remember. No. Uh, can we draft Darnell Wright again? Yeah. No, you, you only get him play him once. Okay. <laughs> so we'll have to figure that out. Um, I, I think that is honestly... People, I think, start want to read tea leaves. So they want to know, okay, what are we... Is Getsy staying or going? It's like we talked about... If he stays, then you're almost guaranteed that you've decided you're keeping Justin. Yeah. That's the only scenario in the world, and I used to, they shouldn't do it regardless. But if they do, you're not handing him a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's like the first thing everybody wants to know. So what are they going to do with him? Right. And if they're firing the flutes, then it doesn't really matter because basically everybody's gone. They just make one big announcement and start right. the Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that I would think also most likely means you're you're get you're picking a, you're getting a new quarterback. You're going to bring in a guy and you're going to let him pick his quarterback. Maybe. That's certainly an. I would an think option. so. That really could be option, but I don't part think of the here. interview process too. What they think of Justin? Yeah, I think I think you'd be hard pressed to find a a new coach that wanted to come in and keep him I think, that, mm, I think you I basically don't. make the decision when you make that decision I I, I don't I disagree well I know I you there's... do <laughs> <laughs> I hear scenarios where, where that would happen I guess but I don't I don't see it I I mean, if you're doing that, you're kind of saying that it's it's, and not that not that they won't necessarily do that, but I think they think, yeah. You know, again, that's what we talked about. I think that the, the the had they beaten Green Bay, this would be a whole different thing right now. We'd be hearing about we're finished strong, we knocked off our division rival, we're looking good. You know, we are ready to make our move, just like Detroit last year. All this, right? You lose, you, that's what we'd be hearing. You you lose to Green Bay, and now it's like, well. Now what do we do? And and I just think they, from their perspective, they probably think that we don't need to start all over again. We don't need a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback. That's probably what they think. They probably think we're close. We just got to make some right moves. Wait, no, you think based on Sunday that they, they think that? I think that would be the opposite of that. No, I think had they beaten the Packers oh, okay. Sunday, they'd they would have been like, 
yeah, they'd be like feeling great about next year. Yeah, because yeah, that was they put so much stock. It it was uh, it was not a great night for Justin for two reasons. He didn't play well, but he got so badly outplayed by Jordan Love. And to me, the most alarming, you know, because I've said, look, I've, I'll just say this. I, I don't care if they keep him or not. Just get it right. If you keep him, great. Let's make it work. If you get rid of him, the new guy coming in, it better work. Yeah. But the sure. biggest, the biggest thing that you could see was those two quarterbacks play the game at completely different speed. It's amazing to well, me that Justin could be the fastest quarterback in the league, but he plays quarterback at half speed. You know, everything, the way he drops back, his mechanics, everything. It, it, it made it feel like he was, like the protection was so much better for Love than it was for Fields. And it really wasn't. The biggest difference is, Jordan Love just gets rid of the ball, figures out where he's going, and he, he throws it. And we were back to old Justin again, standing back there, patting the ball, and it was like, you know, it's it felt like, okay, we haven't accomplished anything in three years. We're right back to where we were. And I just, right, I don't know how you could look at that and go, in a league where the quarterback is the most important position, and if you, you no matter who else you get, if you don't get quarterback right, you don't have a chance. I don't know how you could look at that and go, oh, we're pretty close there. Because I just, you're not. You're you're just not. And my suspicions were confirmed when Mike Sando from The Athletic put a little chart together, which I will attach to the um, thing, to the post for the podcast. I, we all agree that the best football Justin played for the Bears was this, this second half of this season, from when he came back from the injury to the end of the season. This is him playing the best he's ever played. But what Sando did was he compared his stats for those games to the other two healthy quarterbacks in the North, to Jordan Love and to Jared Goff. And you're like, okay, well, they're on better teams. They're going to have better stats. But the stats are so much better. Um, Love completed 70% of his passes. Goff completed 66% of his passes. Justin completed 61%. That's really good for him. That's significantly higher than it's been. Love averaged 269 yards a game. Goff averaged 259 yards passing a game. Justin averaged 194. He's he's last in every category. He's last in yards per attempt. Um, Love threw 18 touchdown passes with interception. Goff threw 16 touchdown passes with seven interceptions. Justin threw five touchdowns with three interceptions. Um, their ratings were 112 Point seven for Love, ninety six point six for Goff, and eighty two point two for Justin. And then you get down to the, like the advanced metric stuff, and so like the EPA, the expected uh, passing yards per play. Um, for Love, it's eight point two. For Goff, it's eight point one. For Fields, it's minus. <laughs> I didn't know they could, you could have minus. It's minus zero point zero two. And he vastly improved his sack rate. That was a big deal. He got sacked a lot less in the second half of the season. His sack rate is still twice, more than twice what Love's was and twice what Goff's is. But he does get him when it comes to rushing. He rushed 77 times 
for 420 yards and three touchdowns. And the other two combined for 75 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, I, I watch these guys want, wanting to just be, to be like, okay, they've got that. They don't have to worry about it. They can use that number one pick. They can trade it. They can do whatever with it. It's, it's malpractice if you somehow luck into the first round, the number one pick two years in a row, and you don't have your quarterback situation solved, and you're like, okay, it's good enough. I'm fucking tired of good enough. I'm tired of the Bears trying to win a Super Bowl with a square wheel on a wagon. They've 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 put teams together before where it's like we've got the defense, we've got all this. Our quarterback, we'll we'll get by. I don't want to fucking get by with a quarterback anymore. And I'm just I've just had it. I'm I he's when Justin to me the biggest thing he's got. He he does he works hard. He he's athletic. When he makes a highlight play, for sure, it's great and it's super fun to watch. And I think we all are like, oh, it's more of that. But there are. There are definite limitations that, and you could say, because I know the argument, and I've made the argument myself. Well, he's on a team that has, their offense is not as good as the other two teams and all that other stuff. But you don't see the kinds of, you never see any kind of sustained anything. You know, we saw, we thought we saw in Atlanta, right? He played really well against the Falcons. And you're like, oh, that's great. And then the Falcons have a pretty good defense. And then next week, the Falcons almost give up 50 points to Derek Carr and the Saints. And it's like, well, we didn't prove anything. So that's why if I'm trying to take this as an objective view as possible, if I'm a coach coming into the Bears and you have the number one pick or you have Justin going into the fourth year of his rookie contract and you say, which one do you want? I'm, I'm, he has not shown enough that I feel comfortable that it's like, okay, he's still, a, he's still a lottery ticket, just like a first round draft pick is in my, I, I just, I can't imagine teams come in and like, yeah, we're, let's do it. I also worry, you know, I laughed about, well, they're like, well, you know, Sam Darnold, he got a, he got a second and a fourth. The bears will do better than that. I don't, honestly, I don't know that they will. I mean, you have to completely change your offense. If you want to bring, nobody runs an offense other than the bears and the Ravens. That fits what he does, which means if you're going to trade for him, you're going to change everything you do to try to fit him. And I just, I think there's teams that will do it, but I don't think they're going to want to give up a tremendous amount to do it. So that's my piece. Now you guys can disagree with me as much as you want. It's fine. That's what we're here for. I would still think at this point that going into next year, with Justin plus Marvin Harrison on the offense and all the other weapons that have been brought here. I think that gives you more upside than Caleb Williams or Drake may with what you currently have. That's just me, but I want, I want the bears to fix quarterback for a decade. That's what I want them to do. I don't, I'm tired of just, we're just going to slap another patch on this thing and we'll just figure out how we make it work. And it's, you know, well, I, I feel like if he could play quarterback, the way you need to play, you, I don't, I can't imagine. Every time he's played a good defense, if we, if they've struggled like this. The Bears had three road games, but they didn't score a touchdown. Um, I just, I can't imagine going into a playoff game with him feeling like, okay, well, we know we're going to win because we've got Justin. I just, I can't, I just can't. I could be well, completely wrong. I hope I, if they keep him, I certainly hope I'm wrong. So I guess. Um... 
with my my view on it, let's just take Jordan Love. Jordan Love spent two years on the bench watching a Hall of Famer. That matters, learning from a Hall of Famer. Jordan Love played for one coach at an organization that is very good at developing quarterbacks. All that stuff matters. I mean, when we were here two years ago talking before they hired Flus, before it's before you press, we were talking, we, Annie and I, you were talking about what the most important thing, they got to get a coach, a head coach that can develop Justin Fields. They got to get that. They didn't. And he's had two coaches who sucked. Um, so it's not very surprising to me that we're sitting here a few years later going, gee, why isn't he farther along? Well, there's pretty good reasons why he's not farther along. Um, there's nothing magical about having the first we talked about it on the end of the year podcast. There's nothing guaranteed, nothing magical about having the number one overall pick. And nothing's gonna say Caleb Williams or Drake May are gonna be awesome. The aforementioned Jordan Love, I think, was a twenty-sixth overall pick. You could find these guys all throughout the draft. Then why and, don't they ever find them? If it's so fucking easy to just find these guys, why don't they ever find them? Well, it's not easy for the Bears. It's not easy for the there are <laughs> so many teams that don't right? have quarterbacks. That there are so many teams that don't have a quarterback because it's not that easy to find. But it's not a guarantee to find them with the number one pick, is what I'm saying. Everybody's it's acting not. like this is a fantasy. Right. No oh, we got the number one pick. That's great. That doesn't mean shit. The evidence doesn't support that viewpoint that this is going to be your franchise quarterback. It doesn't. You're just as likely to find them in, later in the first round or in a later round. And you're just as likely to have a bust with a number one overall pick as you are a great quarterback. It's just not there. People think there's a link there. There isn't. The evidence doesn't support it. So whether they, you know, and look, Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams and uh, May might be, but might, might be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Both. Who knows? We don't know. Justin could be too, I think, even still under the right coaching, the right, because all of his problems are coachable. Everything is fixable with Justin. He doesn't have physical limitations. He's had bad coaching with an in an organization that is terrible with quarterbacks. There's a blood memory in the Bears organization of bad quarterback development it's just the way that's on the the other side i don't i you can't coach him to play faster you can't sure you can it was no you can't well then why hasn't he why hasn't he ever been able to do it he's shown well he's shown glimpses where he can't so if he's shown that he can do it we're we're clinging onto these glimpses you could sit there and say there's no guarantee that if you get that if you take caleb williams that he's going to turn up to a to a really good quarterback there is absolutely the same or less guaranteed that the guy you've been watching for three years is suddenly going to change everything that he needs to change to be a franchise quarterback. I just think I agree to disagree with you on that. I, I don't, I don't know that either one, you can say either one with a whole lot of confidence. What, what I do think though, is this, if you draft Marvin Harrison jr. And you roll with Justin Fields, Marvin Harrison jr. And DJ Moore, hopefully you prove that line, which is still lousy. It's particularly the interior. You get a center. You've got a really good chance to win the division next year, and you could be a, and you get a chance if you win that division to make some to do some damage in the playoffs. And and then here's the thing, and if after next year, it's with a new coach, you're still we're still like you know Justin isn't the guy, then look for a quarterback in that in the first round of that year if you have to. But you're the the notion that you're going to find him with Drake May or Caleb Williams, and you're going to and is you're going to whoever you pick, you're going to see a guy struggle for the next year. I just don't think it's impossible to go to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback and a defensive head coach. We know it's impossible because we're watching the Texans do it. Oh, I guess it was impossible. No, but that's, that's the feeling you get. This, this people are talking about, well, you know, you'll have to reset. You'll have to step back, but what are you stepping back from? To me, this is the, this is the 
David Ross, we've got to stick with our guy. We stick with the guys who got us here thing. You haven't gotten anywhere yet. This idea that they're on the cusp of making the playoffs, maybe they are. They certainly have improved, but th- every time they played a, a, an actual playoff caliber team, other than the Lions, they're good at playing the Lions. You could see there was still a huge gap there. Yeah, and but I, a, get a it. I understand, believe me, I understand all the, the ideas that it, it would be great if you could take the number one pick again and you could turn it into three number one picks. And this year you take Marvin Harrison um, if you don't have to trade down too far. And then you'll have mm-hmm. more ammo and you can continue to do this. I'll just, and it's fine. Like I said, I, if, if they, I, if they keep him, then I hope he turns into a great quarterback. I want, I want, I, I would love for Justin to succeed. I just, it's, I don't see it. What I see is I a think, really, you know, I see a really great athlete playing quarterback. Um, and when he, you know, he's, he has all the physical traits that you need, but that there are guys who have the physical traits and there's just always something missing and they just don't quite turn into the player. Like he is a, he's a starting caliber NFL quarterback, but he's maybe like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. Well, Rex Ryan made the point on the pregame show. He said, Lamar Jackson is going to win the MVP. The quarterback in the league, most likely Lamar Jackson is Justin Fields. And there, and, which is true. And I think if you, the a quarterback's not a starting pitcher, right? He's not out there on, on his own merits. He's got a whole team that surrounds him and coaching and everything else. And the Bears have not have done him no favors with any of those, um, with any of those things. So it's, it's not surprising to me that he's, you know, that I, I don't know what people want. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we want. How come the guy's not Tom Brady yet? Well. Yeah, he's he's not Tom Brady. That doesn't mean he's not your best option next year and possibly for the future. Maybe he isn't. But I think it's a real I, th- I think you're really setting yourself back of, uh, because again, it, the first pick doesn't guarantee you a good quarterback. If it did, I would be right with you. Like, look, we know we're going to get a guy who's going to be a great quarterback for 10 years in the NFL, fine. But you don't know that. It just doesn't happen. The evidence doesn't support it. I honestly don't think you would step. You would take that big of a step back. The production's not there. It's it's if, not. If, 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 you, if you change quarterbacks, I don't. I can't imagine you're taking that big of a step back next year. You're assuming. An, are you assuming a new co- head coach though in that scenario, or or or, or new offensive coordinator at least? No, I'm just. Let's just talk about it. Like, Let's just talk about the a quarterback injustice because that's the thing. Everybody's like, well, you could do this. You could change change all the variables. Well, let's just stick with two variables. Let's stick with Justin and a quarterback who is more of a passer. This is a passing league. That gets back to the whole idea. It, it, the frustration for me came in on Sunday night watching, like, the, the Bears' best-case scenario was when he went back, he didn't immediately have somebody open to just take off. That was like their best chance to gain yards. And it's like, okay, that is completely unsustainable. Uh, especially when the refs have right. decided they're never going to protect him. Well, that's another thing. And, and the effect and of the, the, whole, refs. And the whole Rex Ryan thing about, well, the, the quarterback most like, he may be the most like Lamar. The gap between those two, you could drive a fucking truck through. I mean, there that is a huge difference. Yes, they both can run. That's great. Mm-hmm. But he's... I would love for him to be Lamar. He's not Lamar. There isn't another Lamar. Lamar's going to be a two-time MVP this year. He won an MVP. By this time in Justin's career, 
Lamar had won an MVP on a team that was not exactly chock full of offensive talent. No, but look at the organization difference, though, between the Ravens and the Bears. It's just as big as the difference between right. um, But I'm not saying Justin yeah. has to be an MVP, but he's how far it, when you're comparing those two, you could I you put if you put Justin on those Ravens, I don't he's not winning the MVP. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can say it for sure. Well, I'm gonna say it for sure because I just, I just, <laughs> I just well, I you can you could say it. I don't know. Praz, where where are you where are you where are you landing on us? I I get the points you're making, Andy. I mean they you're at a point now where the whatever uh, whatever risk you're taking by drafting a quarterback, I, I guess you don't really lose much with Fields, or I guess you don't really lose much from what you already have with Fields. I just think at the same time, like you add one more dynamic weapon to him, and he could take a huge step forward. I think, but. Again, that would also require a change in organizational philosophy where, like you said, the most likely scenario where Field stays also involves Getsy staying, too, and Eberflu staying. Well, I'm not saying it's the most likely. And I'm I, just saying that if – to me, that that's backward. To me, it's – if Getsy stays, the Bears, I think – I feel like they've made the decision and they're not changing quarterbacks, that they feel like continuity gotcha. for another year. Getsy getting Getsy getting launched doesn't mean necessarily that they're not going to give Justin a new offensive coordinator. I just feel like I mean, if you're looking for, like you said, Mike, if you're looking for the white smoke over Hallis Hall, Getsy right. being gone, but the, everybody else staying to me says we're going to find we're going to find an offensive coordinator to work with the offensive guys we've got, and we're going to try to. I, I agree. I agree. That's that's what I was saying. And maybe that's what they'll do. Right. Like I said, I'm not. If they, I would be. I'm fine if they keep. I just, I want, they, I don't care what they do. Just get it right. Oh, we, we all agree. All three of yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause it's not like I'm not going to root for Justin. If he comes back. I just don't, if you, if you made me make the decision, I would change quarterbacks. I would be like, okay, that's great. Fair go, enough. go somewhere else. Hopefully someone there will unlock you in a way that we're incapable of here. Um, I just feel like if you're going to win anything important, if your whole goal is to win the North, then fine. Let's we'll go with the running quarterback and we'll we'll do that. I, I thought the whole idea was you were going to win a Super Bowl someday, and until you get quarterback, even if it means you have to just keep taking wax at it, you you got to get it right at some point. I mean, you don't have to. You, I'm not saying that if you just take a lot of wax that you'll get it right. I'm saying is if you don't get it right, you're never going to accomplish anything. Yeah, and just hard, yeah. running the same stuff back over year after year. And they should change everything. They really should. Whether they have the appetite for that or not, I don't know. Um, and it's, it'd be really interesting to know how they, inside the building, really feel about where they are, though. You know, that goes to your appetite question. Do, is there an, do, they, do they think that we need to revamp this whole thing, or do they think, no, we're just a few tweaks away? That's a rhetorical question. We don't know, but I'm really curious to know what they think inside the building. Yeah, I mean, I can't. They, 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 I would be really worried if they felt like they were a few tweaks away. Um, 
they have they significantly improved the roster from two years ago to this year. But that roster two years ago was wasn't really a roster. That was barely an NFL team that they ran out on the field two years ago, especially after the, at the trade deadline when they got rid of those guys. Um, yeah. So Even there's the a long way to go. What they they made some they have some, they filled some very important spots. You know, you right. have an edge rusher now. You didn't used to have that. You have mm-hmm. other than the fact I, I, the other guy who's got to go, Eddie Jackson's got to go. I can't watch Eddie not tackle. Yeah. I just can't. Oh God. Yeah. The yeah. Packers, you, the, there was a reason he missed so many tackles. You know why? Because the Packers schemed to make him yeah. make the tackle over and over and over again. Him, he had to tackle Aaron Jones, and he couldn't do it. And that repeated. Uh, I would just, and I would just say that goes to Jordan Love's productivity, right? He had coaches who know how to scheme against that defense. Yes, he doesn't. He didn't know what the hell to do. Right. Why well, don't I get? I want to. I know we don't want to go down that again. There, but. The, but fair enough. But, but they do need. But I mean, that defense. What do we give up? Four hundred plus yards, right? I mean, yeah. But we the, have, the whole the, love thing. Just physically watching him. Physically yeah. watching him play quarterback, you see a dramatic difference between him and Justin. Well, the way uh, he throws, uh, uh, the his, the, how quickly he throws, how quickly he processes things. That's what it has to look like. Now, if they're convinced that they can get Justin to that, then that's fine. Keep him. That's that's it. That, that's the. The uh, road of, you know, as the least obstacles. If you could keep him in, you can make him do that. But I watched that game and thought, it's a, it's night and day. It's not like, ooh, he's, you know, just, just tweak this, tweak that. It was, you know, it's stark when you see it, you know, back-to-back series. You watch Love come back and a bear gets loose in the middle of the field and Love off his back foot and knows exactly where to go with the ball. The guy's not open. He throws it. The guy gets open. You know, those are the kind of throws we ne- we rarely, if ever, see Justin make, and that was the knock on him when he came out. It's the reason he was the 11th pick and not the third pick. Um, you know, and then it turned out that that was that was real. It's like, um, so there were there are people like, oh, the uh, if you like Caleb Williams, the that Notre Dame game should be disqualifying because he played so bad. Um, go back someday and look at the. Look at Justin Stalin from the Northwestern game his senior year. It's a lot worse. <laughs> that was his that was his Notre Dame game, was that Northwestern game. And it was and that was the game that freaked out a lot of the talent evaluators because Northwestern played an NFL style defense and Justin couldn't figure out where to go with the ball. And to me that's happened again when there are certain defenses, you know, he, he's gonna struggle against Minnesota. You know, he did it in two games. He struggled against Green Bay in two games. Well, the hell, that's that's two of the three teams in your division that he just does not play well against. And it's a lot of him standing and staring. Like, oh, shit, right. I don't know where to go with this. Yeah, I don't think we're going to – I think we've covered our thoughts on, on the quarterback situation. But, I mean, I think the, the defense, though, which we haven't really talked about, was that was a really disappointing effort. Oh, God, yeah. Montez Sweat not even being out there for that second Packers touchdown. Like, what are you guys doing? What are we doing? And, and I mean, yeah, Jalen Johnson. I mean, the defense shouldn't fall apart because Jalen Johnson's out. That well, it didn't help. It didn't help then. When not only did Jalen get hurt, but then Terrell Smith got hurt, and the other Jalen, Jalen Jones, is all of a sudden playing an important role. That that didn't right. help. But you're right. They didn't. You know, the only real stops tough. they got were. Um, which receiver was it? Couldn't figure out. He did the Dalton Schultz, where he he went out of bounds, coming back towards the play, which meant that the clock didn't stop. That right, saved right. him. Yes. Um, 
I don't even know the other one. Did they get another stop? Maybe not. Oh, then they had the, the doink field goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it damn, was. That game could have been a lot worse than it was. Yeah, it sure could have been. Sure could have been a lot worse. <laughs> and the Bears should have done. Green Bay's defense is not good. I mean, the, no. they gave up 30 points no. to, the, to the Panthers. Yeah. The right. Panthers couldn't score on anybody. The Panthers didn't score a point after they yeah. almost beat the Packers. They played two more weeks yeah, they and allowed... score another point. The offensive line is best game by far. Yeah. The offensive line, especially the interior of that line, was a sieve. It was terrible. And the lack of defense was was jarring. Excuse me, the lack of depth on defense was for the Bears was jarring. Yeah. Well, I mean there's there's a there's certainly a lot to fix. Um, there yes, there is. And that I get it. That's more of the temptation than that if you don't have to take a quarterback now, you can get multiple picks. You can get you can get more guys. The where that goes against it, if you're just going up from that, is um you have to start to plan to allocate a bigger, a much bigger percentage of your salary cap to your quarterback. Um so you have to hit those draft picks right because you right next year is probably your last year of getting this offseason is your last chance at loading up in free agency because mm-hmm. Probably. You're yeah. not going to be paying your quarterback $6 million a year anymore. You're going to be paying him 24 the first time and then in the 30s the years after that. Right. Uh, so you have to get this, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that's going to go into it. Um, but. Yeah. And do the bears take a look at, I mean, we're talking, you know, kind of, you know, what, what the Cubs did with uh, Council. We're kind of like, well, there's not really a correct Council out there. Well, Belichick and Harbaugh, I, those could be guys that the Bears are like, you know what, we're we're going to shove Flues to the curb and, and bring in these guys. One of these. You guys. don't think any possibility on Vrabel? Well, I think it's possible. Vrabel. Well, yeah. I think Vrabel is, he's all he's on his way to New England. Right. I think that's, that's, that's in the bag. The, the owner, the, the, I think she's well, at least one of the owners. The Titans got asked today, "Did you think about trying to just trade him? Because he's under contract." Right. And she said, "We we talked about it, but it's just going to take way too long. Like that's yeah. just it's just going to be moving pieces, and what are we going to get?" And it's like, you know what? It doesn't serve either of us. You know, he deserves to be able to go find a job, and we deserve to be able to start our coaching search right now. So we're just going to do it. Yeah, but yeah, I think decision. that's. I mean, honestly, he during their bye week, this he flew to he he went to Foxborough because they re, they put him in the Patriot Hall of Fame. He hung out in the in the box. How convenient! Yes. Yeah, perfect. So maybe the Titans didn't try to trade him because they're just going to file a tampering claim. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, Mike. So Mike Vrabel is one of those coaches who is a defensive coach. But the biggest thing you're going to get is he's going to run your organization the way it should be run, and there's a huge benefit to that. Right. Um, well, and I'm kind of tired too of the Bears sake because they haven't hired. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. I'm kind of in the camp. They they need a guy who was a, who was a successful NFL head coach. I, I'm done with this. I'm done with assistance at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, in 104 years, they did it once. Yep. John Fox, who was just cashing checks. Yeah. It was a retirement right. gig. It was a retirement gig. 
yeah, you should not be doing on-the-job training for the charter franchise. You go yeah. do that somewhere else. You learn how to coach, and then you come coach the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that was I, – I feel like that was ingrained in that whole organization from Papa Bear, who I think didn't want to bring anybody in who was going to basically – change any of the shit that he thought he perfected yeah i'm sure you're right i mean the closest thing he came to bringing a guy in from the outside was ditka yeah who yeah you know had only left what like 10 years before in a huff right. got himself traded because <laughs> they wouldn't pay him right and, and then he he wrote the letter he kissed Talis's ass and got the job yeah it was yep. a pretty savvy move. Ditka made several hundreds of millions of dollars after that, but uh, sure did. What he a had to kiss. He had to kiss the ring even to get to come back. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean yes, that's a did. real. It it that's it's that's a real problem, and yeah, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk myself into Jim Harbaugh because I just don't want to think about it. Um, no, I'm with you on that. But you need, yeah. but a guy like him, somebody who has has won before who clearly knows how to you know put a staff together that's what you need right and if you have to i give you something to make fun of for the next four years before he that's true they'll inevitably they'll they'll go to an nfc championship game they'll probably somebody will drop a few punts they'll lose and he'll end up getting run out of town you know because he'll he'll wear everybody out and he'll be gone yep Um, yep yeah who is he telling um Oh, it was Greg McElroy. God, I saw a lot of Greg McElroy stuff. But he told a good story. He was, um, he had, you know, tried to play in the NFL for a while. He was backup, and he still was getting offers. And he's like, you know what? This my career is going nowhere. I might as well. I I know I wanted to do TV. I might as well get into TV now when I'm still getting offers. You know, you don't want to hang around as a backup, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you wouldn't we played for Alabama when? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he said he's got his first job working he's going to do a college game he's doing michigan and he goes to uh he goes to uh see harbaugh like during the week and harbaugh looks up and recognizes him and goes hey what are you doing now and he said well i'm working for uh, espn oh you're not in football anymore and he goes well. he goes no i'm covering college football for espn he's like yeah but you're, not, you're not in football anymore you're either Ooh. playing or you're coaching it or you're not in football and he said he basically what jim told him was he goes, you play football until you can't play it anymore, and then you coach football until you die. <laughs> that was what he told him. And McElroy basically said, it's like, he's going to have, like, ten more jobs. Because he's going to coach until he dies. He's just going yeah. you know, to yeah. go someplace, and then they're going to get tired of him. He's going to go somewhere else, and he's just going to keep doing it until he's, you know, face down in the Gatorade someday. <laughs> Yeah. Until someone pours a Gatorade cooler on him, he catches pneumonia and dies that way, yeah. just like George Allen. Just like George Allen. <laughs> or George Allen was an insufferable prick, too. So maybe there's... There you go. That's the model. <laughs> well, there we go. So we've we, we've solved nothing, as we expected oh, that we would. <laughs> yeah. There's I try, much I, try, I, tried, I tried to you. trade Justin Fields. You guys, t- you guys tried to talk me out of it. Um, for me, I'm fully on board with in polls we trust. Whatever he decides is the right move to make, I'm bored with it. Yeah, I mean, I'll have a much better feeling about this whole situation 
Mm-hmm. If they, the reason that we haven't heard anything is because they are going to go get a grown up to coach this team. You know, you bring yeah. in somebody who has done it before, and then I'll be very, I'll be cool with whatever decision they make as to who the quarterback's going to be. Um, you know, I got a Justin Field, I got a shirt. I don't want to have to go buy another shirt. No, it's expensive. I got a Mitch. I don't know what he did with it. I don't think I got, I don't think I got rid of it. Were you given the Mitch, or did you purchase? The oh Mitch no, I bought it during Mitch during Trubisky Mania back when oh, uh, back when Dowell Loggins was drawn up plays in the dirt for Mitch. <laughs> uh. um, Mitch led the NFL in expected yards per rush from a quarterback too. The Bears that their last two regular starting quarterbacks had both led the league in, and then Mitch hurt his right. shoulder and wouldn't run anymore, and then that was kind of the end. Um, but we do need to we do need to thank Mitch. He played a critical role in um, in the Bears securing the number one pick. Yes, he did. Um, he somehow handed wins did. to the Cardinals and the Patriots at the most ah, that's right, times. that's right. <laughs> then he got benched, and now the great Mason Rudolph is going to start a playoff game. That should go great. That should go really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, do you guys have a? Uh, we don't have anything to pick. There's no bear. No. No. Uh, do you guys have thoughts on uh, on who your who your Super Bowl teams are? I'm adopting the Bills as uh, my team to cheer for. Yeah, they're certainly certainly on a roll. They basically had to win out. To get in, and they did. Yeah. Uh, this is some low hanging fruit, but I did have money. I did put money on them to win the Super Bowl earlier this year, and I will roll with it. And it helps that they're playing a team I hate in the wild card round. Let's go, Cowboys. The Cowboys. I'm, a, I'm very worried about Mike McCarthy. Just completely botching yeah. that. Oh, against the pack against, against the, the Packers, Packers or oh no, really? Against oh. the Packers. Just he shouldn't be able shouldn't be possible, but he could do it. He could. Um Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to get a rematch of the Monday night game that was a colossal uh was it Monday night or Sunday night? That was a blowout just a couple of weeks ago. Ravens. Oh Niners, Niners on Christmas, yep. Yeah. I think that I think the Niners are are, are gonna win. Roquan will have to wait a year for his ring. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm, I'm loving the Monday night uh, playoff game, though. That's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, they did that last year. Now I already don't remember who was in it. Yeah, I don't remember it either. It's Eagles-Bucks this time, right? Right. Yeah. That's 4-5. And the... Was it uh, was it Cowboys Bucks? Because weren't the Bucks they won the division in Brady's last year like as one of the worst playoff teams? That feels like it what what it was. I'm trying to think. Remember Troy made headlines last year when it felt like it felt like what game was he complaining about? I feel like it was Cowboys Bucks. He was complaining that him and Joe weren't doing. And I think it was on CBS, and that's why he was mad, because it was an NFC mm. playoff game. And I think he was pissed that it was, because um... that's the other thing now. There's, you know, we we all we grew up with. Uh, well, you grew up with Fox 
and CBS, and you knew which was going to be on which. And we grew up with right. CBS and NBC. Uh, but now you, it's just random. Uh, I mean the the Cowboys Niners game that ended when Dak tried to run the tried to run for like six extra yards and then they were yeah. gonna kill it and that we know that was Nance and Romo because they still do the Tony when um, when Jim was freaking <laughs> out that he wasn't gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, it's just strange that. Uh, I mean, it's fine. You spend enough. You spend billions of dollars. You shouldn't be stuck with one conference or the other. But it, you know, it makes it difficult for guys like us. Now, Praz, uh, what is your what is your peacock situation? I uh, do not have peacock. I know that's Dolphins Chiefs, right? Yep. Yeah, I I do have a buddy who has a login, so I'll see if I can nab that off him. We we won't we won't tell the FCC that you're. Sharing passwords. <laughs> um, yeah, mask my voice for what you just for what I just said there. <laughs> I just realized the other night on uh, Sunday night that the Peacock games are all in 4K. I didn't know that. So when NBC, oh. you know, they always do it on. Yeah. They broadcast it also on Peacock, and it's and it, it always it always would piss me off because they some they do like a 4K replay, and I'm like, well, that's great. This game's not in 4K. And yeah. then I, I switched over to Peacock, and I'm like, "Holy shit, this game is in 4K." They just, I don't understand that. Um, yeah, I don't understand why more things aren't in 4K. It every TV that you can't buy a TV that's not 4K, and nobody broadcasts shit in 4K. Right. Um, is it consistently see, in 4K, or does it like switch back and forth between HD and 4K? No, apparently the. Um, the Peacock games are always 4K. Like gotcha. NBC must be shooting that game at 4K. I don't know why it's not 4K on NBC. Because it's the same same shots, same everything. Now somebody will find out that I'm wrong and it's just upscaled, whatever. But it, it looks nice. It, does, it looks nicer. That's all I'm worried mm-hmm. about. Right. Uh, and they announced uh, uh, TV Answer Man, Philip Swan, announced today that... Uh, CBS is doing the Super Bowl in 4K. Oh, that's good. So that'll be nice. That's good. I'll be watching 4K or Peacock in uh, 45 minutes or so. So your number one Purdue Boilermaker is sticking on Nebraska. I wonder, do they do, I wonder if they do college basketball in 4K. I don't think they do. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay I think it's probably just NFL. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Well, it's fun, guys. So I guess is this it? Unless there's a major coaching change or something or something like that, and this is it for a while. Yeah, we're off to the we're off to the off season. We get to we get to the rest. Now that the Cubs are, you know, somebody said they're going to be the most active team in the next five weeks from now to spring training. <laughs> it's going to be Cubs everything, and they're all, yeah, they, yeah. they're off to their start with their. Uh, they got a fifth starter from Japan. That'll be in the bullpen by May. It'll be awesome. But to, hey, it's something. <laughs> We'll take it's it. Something, something is better than nothing. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, all thanks, right. guys. Thank you to all of thank our you. loyal listeners. Yes. We love yes. You. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for welcoming me into your headphones this year on this podcast. Many of us have herpes. This fitting has got to be done with one of the best games of all time. Just unbelievable. I mean, got to congratulate the, uh, the Dolan family. I don't know. What's up yours?